Welcome to The Parent Pod, a happy place to find out all about pregnancy and the start of parenthood from the information-packed babycentre.co.uk. Hello, I'm Lucy. And I'm Claire. And we're here with a podcast for every week of your pregnancy, full of really useful takeaway information, candid admissions from our own experiences, having both had two children, and top advice from experts. We won't leave you holding the baby either. This podcast series takes you right up to when your new baby is 12 weeks old. Hey, it's week eight, or we could say your baby's two months old. Good work, guys. Hopefully you aren't feeling too tired. I remember a friend saying to me that there was only one thing she found worse than listening to her baby crying at night, and that was listening to her partner snoring whilst her baby was crying. (laughs) (laughs) So true. You get primed for listening out for that first little grizzle, don't you? And so disappointed when no one else hears it. Oh, totally. So this week we'll be finding out if our baby centre dad is a snorer or a helper, and also talking postnatal bodies. So sit down, latch on and listen up. What's happening for baby? You may not have noticed because you're with them all the time, but flick back through your photos and you'll see your baby's growing so quickly and getting stronger every day. Her head control is continuing to develop and she may be able to hold her head up for a few seconds as she gazes in wonder at the world around her. Yeah, and you may notice that your baby's suddenly fascinated by her own hands. I remember that. Being able to understand that they're a part of her and that she can control them. It's the first stage in her ability to reach out and grasp things. Other than your fingers, obviously, which she's probably already liking to hold. She's probably got a vice-like grip on. Yeah. (laughs) Your baby's first immunisations are due this month and you're bound to have questions. For example, what vaccinations will be offered and when? What will happen on the day? And can your baby be immunised if she's got a cold or a cough? There's some great expert answers on Baby Centre that explain everything immunisation related. I found the vaccination schedule really useful just to know exactly when. You know how it works. We'll put the link in the show notes. As a parent, it can feel a bit of a worry taking them along to have an injection, knowing they may cry, but I just thought of the protection it would give them long term. Yeah, same here. I remember how quick it was too and how, even if they do cry, it's very short-lived, isn't it? It is. The nurse who gave my kids their immunisations, she was so lovely and I remember I just held my baby on me and held her legs and it was just really quick. I think when I took my son, he cried really briefly and by the time we'd left the room, he'd already stopped. Yeah, it really is over so quickly. And then they have a lifetime of protection against some really horrible illnesses. Yeah, exactly. I've got a friend who emigrated to a country where you had to pay for babies' vaccinations. And it just made me realise, actually, we're really lucky here. What's happening for you? So you've mastered the art of making tea one-handed and are starting to understand your baby's moods and needs. It looks as though you're finally getting the hang of this parenting thing, eh, Claire? Well, yes, but that doesn't mean you're not tired and wishing the night feeds would end. Oh, everyone says try grab some shut-eye by going back to bed when your baby sleeps during the day. But, I mean, does anyone really do that? Yeah, the temptation is just to get on with the other jobs that when the baby's napping, isn't it? Like all those dull domestic chores. Oh, yeah, and if you have a toddler too, that can even feel harder, can't it? Mm. I think ask a friend or relative to look after them while you catch up on some rest. That's ideal. I definitely did that. And you might not be able to have help every day, but even if someone's coming once a week, just know that you might get a little bit of extra time. It can feel like a bit of a lifeline, can't it? Oh, yeah. And I often longed for like a little magic fairy to appear and offer to hold the fort whilst I went for a sleep. My mum did sometimes offer, but I wanted someone to be quite firm and kind of force me off to bed. As you kind of always feel a bit guilty, don't you, for leaving, um, but so much better after a nap. Oh, the guilt is terrible, isn't it? But I, I know what you mean about someone just saying, no, just go, I'll take over. I know and what I'm going to do when I'm a grandparent. I'm going to be like, 
<laughs> Off you go. Go Look now. Look baby now. Go and have a sleep. Yep. I, I agree. Accept the offers. All the offers, accept them. Yeah. Don't, don't be proud. Just accept the help. You may also discover that being a parent is actually sometimes a bit boring, isn't it? You're not allowed to say that though, are you? No, not allowed to say no. it. It's tiring, but it can be a bit boring because it seems like feeding, nappy changing, bathing. They all become second nature, but they actually take up most of your day, don't they? they? Do. The good news is though, you might get a few beaming smiles and a few coos and ahs and stuff from your baby, which kind of can, I suppose make you feel a bit better about all the work that you're having to do. Yeah, that smile, it's kind of designed to make it all worthwhile. It is. It's probably happening just about now. So yeah, they know, don't they? Yeah. Give them a smile. Yeah. <laughs> they need on. that right now. Too embarrassed to ask. This week, our too embarrassed to ask question is, I hate my postnatal body. Does anyone else feel like this? Great question. So first up, it is eight weeks in. Please cut yourself some slack here. Yes, some people ping back to a size eight, but the vast majority of us don't. Do I've we? never been a size eight. Though. No, exactly. <laughs> that would have been a surprise. Yeah. If we'd ping <laughs> wow. back to size eight. <laughs> yeah, this is probably the hardest stage with your body. It was looking blooming in pregnancy, and now baby has vacated the building. <laughs> yeah, leaving <laughs> some slackness, <gasps> some stretch marks maybe, and if you're breastfeeding, then your boobs might not quite feel like they're your own. No, and plus, breastfeeding bras aren't always as flattering as normal ones. I did love getting back in an underwired, I must say. Oh, yes, the structure. I wanted the structure back. Yeah. We have some quotes from Baby Centre Mums, just to make sure you don't feel alone with your new body. Give you some time and a whole load of working out, if that's for you, and you'll be back to your old self soon, if you want to be. If not, embrace the fact that you carried a baby and your body tells a more interesting story now. Yeah. That's how I feel about mine. I'm like a superhero now. <laughs> so hit us with some quotes from postpartum mums, Claire. Okay, I'm going to hit you with this first one. Um, we went kind of extreme first. Uh, yes, we have. <laughs> my tummy looks and feels bigger. I'm more overweight. My vagina doesn't look the same or feel the same when I have sex. I've got thread veins all over my legs and my breasts are lower and darker in colour. I'm not very happy with my body post-baby. Oh, that's quite honest, isn't it, Claire? Yeah. Okay, my next one is boobs have gone like spaniels ears. <laughs> I didn't breastfeed, so I was quite shocked at just how much they've sagged, to be honest. I had an episiotomy and that's still feeling tight. I suppose it's a new normal that I'm not used to yet. My legs feel like they belong to a 90-year-old. I have really bad hair loss, particularly above the temple area, which now has a covering of half an inch of frizz and my nails are wrecked. Oh, gosh, Ooh. poor woman. That's, that's quite a harsh one. <laughs> yeah. This is, this is the next one. Um, I had my third baby three months ago. I weigh about 10 kilograms less than before I had my third with zero effort. Definitely, boastful. Yeah, boastful. Definitely, <laughs> in there. definitely trying to keep it that way. My boobs are huge and sag. My tummy is wobbly through the extra skin and stretch marks. Size 10 though, so I'm not complaining. No, don't. No. Um, I have dark circles around my eyes, but with three under five, I think I'm allowed those. In general, I'm pretty happy. Oh, nice to hear. Number four is my belly sticks out a bit. I've aged. I'm constantly knackered and my hair is still falling out. On the plus side, I have no stretch marks and my boobs haven't sagged and my vagina is still okay. Oh, that's a relief. Okay, so four months on and I have a stone to lose. Some stretch marks on my hips, a squishy belly when I sit down, but flat stood up. Boobs are still perky but huge and I ache a lot more than I used to. It could be worse considering I do no exercise and have a chocolate addiction. <laughs> oh, that chocolate addiction bit could have been me there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and then the last one. I'm heavier than I've ever been. My body looks nothing like it did pre-children and I couldn't care less. Oh, well, I love that last one. Yeah, me too. That's the right attitude. 
just hearing from other people is reassuring, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I love hearing other people's thoughts about these kind of things. I remember my husband saying to me after I'd had kids that he actually couldn't care less about my body changes. He just said, I'm totally in awe of you. You grew two babies. Oh, yeah. everyone oh. wants to be married to your husband now. Yeah, he's lovely. Yeah, yeah. What, what a dude. When I stopped breastfeeding, I swapped a feeding bra for a sports one and I did start working out a bit. This is going to shock you. <laughs> did you? Yeah, at around the six month stage. Ooh, and do you know why? Because I was getting married. Oh, right. Four months later. <laughs> Nothing like a goal. Well, exactly. Nothing like a target. Only time I've ever tried. <laughs> okay, so what to expect next? What do you expect this week? Okay, so we talk about mums all the time, don't we? Oh, my days. You must be bored of that by now. So we thought we would get Joshua, our baby centre dad, back to talk about how he got stuck in in the fourth trimester. Here he is. The biggest challenge was absolutely the level of tiredness. It's a level of tiredness that I never have experienced before. Up until that point, it had been I was tired because of an early flight in the morning or I got in too late or had a gin too many, whereas now you're forced to be tired um, because this baby determines when you sleep and when you don't. Um, and you can't just ignore it uh, because it's relying on you to to keep it alive and to keep loving it. So the tiredness is no joke. Then trying to maintain a relationship through that level of tiredness is really, really hard. And my wife and I got to a point where we stopped pretending to be the perfect partners for each other and the perfect husband, the perfect wife. And we were like, look, let's just get through this. And if we get through this, we're all right. Like... Don't expect me to be Mr. Casanova like I was three months into dating, or I won't expect you to be Mrs. Perfect. Um, instead, it's a look, this is a joint responsibility. Let's just get through this. Let's not expect too much of each other. When we're tired, let's help each other out as much as we can, and let's try not to argue when we're tired. So, the biggest challenge was definitely the tiredness. Although I was prepared for a baby, I think the reality of one being in your care 24 7 was a surprise. As an aunt and an uncle, you can always hand them back when they start crying. Whereas the surprise was there was no one to take the baby off you in 3am when your baby's screaming. And I think the surprise was actually I had the solutions and I had the answers. It was kind of a process of elimination to figure out why the baby was crying. Are they hot? Are they hungry? Are they changing? When were they last fed? All these kind of things. You, you find yourself going through this like tick list and eventually you'll get, hopefully you'll hit the right button that stops the baby crying for a bit. And so I was quite surprised that, not straight away, but after a while, I was able to kind of go through that process of elimination pretty quick and find out actually what it was my baby wanted. So although you feel like the cries all sound the same, I was quite surprised where my wife and I actually were able to figure out, oh no, that means that, or oh, this means they're hungry, or okay, they need changing, or too hot, or whatever. So I was surprised at my ability to come up with the solution. And that absolutely wasn't, a straight off the bat thing that was an experience thing and figuring it out as I went along. I remember feeling hugely proud when we first went out as a family. It was kind of um I always wanted to be a dad. And so going out with a with a baby in a car seat in the back and looking around and seeing a baby and my wife next to me, I was like, oh wow, like this is I've wanted this my whole life. The irony of it was we were so determined to go out and, and conquer the day that we went to a coffee shop down the road where we had breakfast quite often. I remember calling them, putting the order in so that the food was ready when we got there. <laughs> Went in there, had the coffee with the baby there. We were literally there 18 minutes, no word of a lie. Drove back out. But their sense of pride to go out as a family and be like, yeah, this is my family. Although I was out for 18 minutes, was still, I was hugely proud. 
So the parts of the parenting that I took on were I did a lot of the changes. I did a lot of the night feeds. So my wife would breast pump and have milk in the fridge or whatever. And then I would do those throughout the night. And then I was the practical guy. So all along I've, I've tried to fulfill that practical kind of obligation thing of just making sure the bills are paid and make sure there's food there and enough nappies and trying to make life as easy as it possibly could. So there were definitely things that I took on that were my, my things. Um, for me, the, the things that were most rewarding was just letting my wife have an hour of sleep here and there. And I would have take that time to, to bond with my kid, the skin on skin stuff or, or feeding them. So yeah, there were definitely things that I took on board and owned took great pride in when I, I remember soothing them both the first time stopping them from crying and my wife couldn't get the babies to stop crying at that point and I was like let me try and I did it and I was like yes magnificent and that proved to me that this baby needs me as much as it does my wife and so I've got no excuse not to do anything I think the biggest life hack that I would suggest and this goes completely against my character which is hugely disorganized is that we always had a baby bag ready to go be it like Oh my gosh, it's, it's, it's bringing back terrible memories, packing them. All the muslins and the nappies and the wipes and, you know, the baby bottle warmer. And I always had a bag ready to go because I think I wanted to maintain a normality of life. And sometimes it was the stress and hassle of preparing everything that prevented us from going out. Whereas actually I felt if we had prepared and had things ready to go, like a bag just ready to pick up and go, then we could go and steal a coffee down the road without it being a 45 minute hour prep journey. And so my biggest life hack would be having a bag ready to go um, at the door. And that means that you can maintain a level of normality without stressing about going out. Oh, it's good to get dad's perspective on these kind of things. Thanks to Joshua. That brings us to an end for this week. We should remind you that the podcast don't replace medical advice and you should speak to your own doctor or health visitor if you have any concerns. We hope you stay well, stay healthy and look forward to a newborn week nine next week. Bye. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for listening to The Parent Pod. If you'd like more expert advice and information, chat to others at your stage of pregnancy or get emails tailored to you and your baby. Download the Baby Centre app now or visit babycentre.co.uk. You can also follow us on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook. Just search for Baby Centre UK. All the info we cover in each episode is linked in our show notes. If you loved our podcast and found it useful, please rate and review The Parent Pod wherever you listen to your podcasts. And don't forget to share it with your partner and friends.